Hello, my name is Craig Kelly, and this is Common Prayer. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me here on this podcast as we continue going through the Anglican devotion practice of the daily office, a liturgical uh, service of morning prayer and evening prayer said every day. Um, hopefully this is a... Um, edifying time for you as it uh, has been for me uh, rediscovering this uh, form of uh, worship and devotion um, definitely gives me some uh, parameters to my prayer life gives me a, a framework um, to to my worship kind of help keep me on track hopefully it uh, if you're struggling in that area hopefully this does the same for you as well so uh, I am reading out of the Book of Common Prayer, published in 2019 by the Anglican Church in North America. Uh, that church's website is anglicanchurch.net. Uh, it's, remember, it's .net, not uh, .com or .org. Um, but if you'd like to follow with the service, you can click on Resources on that homepage. Uh, scroll down to Book of Common Prayer. And when you click on that, um, that page should have links to the various services in the prayer book, including uh, morning prayer and evening prayer. You can also go to dailyoffice2019.com, and that will actually go through the entire service, including the readings all on one page. So you can just scroll right down and, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and follow along that way. Or if you just like to pray along with me as I go through the service, that is totally fine as well. So, uh, as we get ready to wind down our day in prayer and devotion, let us um, start with a moment of silence, just to just to lay the world aside for a little bit and uh, just prepare our hearts to be in the presence of the Lord. Okay, so again, this is evening prayer for Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. <clears throat> In the church calendar, this is the Wednesday after the 20th Sunday after Pentecost. Um, and if uh, if you listened in morning prayer, I mentioned that this is also a feast day. Um, the church calendar has certain days set aside to commemorate um, various uh uh, saints and figures from church history, and uh, this is the feast day for Saint Luke the Evangelist, and uh, so that uh, usually includes a um, a prayer. Sometimes it can impact the, the uh, can affect the uh, readings, um, but uh, but yeah, so this is also the feast day for Saint Luke. So we'll begin with an opening sentence from Scripture. Let my prayer be set forth in your sight as incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Dearly beloved, the scriptures teach us to acknowledge our many sins and offenses, 
not concealing them from our Heavenly Father, but confessing them with humble and obedient hearts, that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. We ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before Almighty God, but especially when we come together in his presence, to give thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hands, to declare his most worthy praise, to hear his holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things which are necessary for our life and our salvation. Therefore, draw near with me to the throne of heavenly grace. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God as we pray together. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. Grant to your faithful people, merciful Lord, pardon and peace, that we may be cleansed from all our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Let's say together the false Hilaron. O gladsome light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed. Now, as we come to the setting of the sun, and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices. O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. The Psalms appointed for this evening prayer for the 18th day of the month begin with Psalm 93. The Lord is King and has put on glorious apparel. The Lord has put on his apparel and girded himself with strength. He has made the round world so sure that it cannot be moved. Ever since the world began, your throne has been established. You are from everlasting. The floods have risen, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods have lifted up their waves. 
mightier than the sound of many waters, mightier than the waves of the sea. The Lord who dwells on high is mightier. Your testimonies, O Lord, are very sure. Holiness adorns your house forever. And going on to Psalm 94. O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongs, O God, to whom vengeance belongs, show yourself. Arise, O judge of the world, and reward the proud according to their deserving. O Lord, how long shall the ungodly, how long shall the ungodly triumph? How long shall all evildoers speak so disdainfully, and make such proud boasting? They smite down your people, O Lord, and trouble your heritage. They murder the widow and the stranger, and put the fatherless to death. And yet they say, The Lord shall not see, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Take heed, you unwise among the people. O oh, you fools, when will you understand? He who planted the ear, shall he not hear? Or he who made the eye? Shall he not see? Or he who nurtures the nations, he who teaches humanity knowledge, shall he not punish? The Lord knows the thoughts of man, that they are but vain. Blessed is the one whom you chasten, O Lord, and whom you teach your law, that you may give him patience in time of adversity until a pit is dug for the ungodly. For the Lord will not fail his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. But righteousness shall return to the place of judgment, and all those who are true of heart shall follow it. Who will rise up with me against the wicked, or who will take my part against the evildoers? If the Lord had not helped me, my soul would soon have dwelt in the land of silence. But when I said, My foot has slipped, your mercy, O Lord, held me up. In the multitude of the sorrows that I had in my heart, your comforts refreshed my soul. Will you have anything to do with the counsel of wickedness, which turns evil into law? They gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous, and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord is my refuge, and my God is the rock of my confidence. He shall recompense them for their wickedness, and destroy them in their own malice. Indeed, the Lord our God shall destroy them. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. This first lesson is a reading that is contained in the Apocrypha, which is a series of books that are not considered 
part of the Old or the New Testament um, that were uh, in the in some churches they are considered scripture, but uh, in the Anglican Church and in most Protestant churches they are um, considered to be outside of scripture. Um, the Anglican Church still includes some for reading, just because um, they're still considered to be edifying and um, that uh, there's good to be gleaned from them, but they're um, not to be considered on par with the books of the Old or the New Testaments. Um, but this first lesson is a reading from the first book of the Maccabees, beginning with the 14th chapter, the first verse. <clears throat> In the 172nd year, King Demetrius assembled his forces and marched into Media to obtain help so that he could make war against Trypho. When King Arsaces of Persia and Media heard that Demetrius had invaded his territory, he sent one of his generals to take him alive. The general went and defeated the army of Demetrius, and seized him and took him to Arsaces, who put him under guard. The land had rest all the days of Simon. He sought the good of his nation. His rule was pleasing to them, as was the honor shown him all his days. To crown all his honors, he took Joppa for a harbor, and opened a way to the isles of the sea. He extended the borders of his nation, and gained full control of the country. He gathered a host of captives. He ruled over Gazara and Bethzur and the citadel, and he removed its uncleanness from it, and there was none to oppose him. They tilled their land in peace. The ground gave its increase, and the trees of the plains their fruit. Old men sat in the streets. They all talked together of good things, and the youths put on splendid military attire. He supplied the towns with food, and furnished them with the means of defense, until his renown spread to the ends of the earth. He established peace in the land, and Israel rejoiced with great joy. All the people sat under their own vines and fig trees, and there was none to make them afraid. No one was left in the land to fight them and the kings were crushed in those days. He gave help to all the humble among his people. He sought out the law, and did away with all the renegades and outlaws. He made the sanctuary glorious, and added to the vessels of the sanctuary. It was heard in Rome and as far away as Sparta that Jonathan had died, and they were deeply grieved. When they heard that his brother Simon had become high priest in his stead, and that he was ruling over the country and the towns in it, they wrote to him on bronze tablets to renew with him the friendship and alliance that they had established with his brothers Judas and Jonathan. And these were read before the assembly in Jerusalem. This is a copy of the letter that the Spartans sent. The rulers in the city of the Spartans, to the high priest Simon, and to the elders and the priests, and the rest of the Jewish people, our brothers. Greetings. <clears throat> the envoys who were sent to our people have told us about your glory and honor, and we rejoiced at their coming. 
We have recorded what they said in our public decrees as follows. Numenius, son of Antiochus, and Antipater, the son of Jason, envoys of the Jews, have come to us to renew their friendship with us. It has pleased our people to receive these men with honor, and to put a copy of their words in the public archives, so that the people of the Spartans may have a record of them. And they have sent a copy of this to the high priest Simon. After this, Simon sent Numenius to Rome with a large gold shield weighing 1,000 minas to confirm the alliance with the Romans. When the people heard these things, they said, How shall we thank Simon and his sons? For he and his brothers and the house of his father have stood firm. They have fought and repulsed Israel's enemies and established its freedom. So they made a record on bronze tablets and put it on pillars on Mount Zion. This is a copy of what they wrote. On the eighteenth day of Elul, in the 172nd year, which is the third year of the great high priest Simon, in Azaramo, in the great assembly of the priests and the people and the rulers of the nation and the elders of the country, the following was proclaimed to us. Since wars often occurred in this country, Simon, son of Mattathias, a priest of the sons of Joarib, and his brothers, exposed themselves to danger and resisted the enemies of, the, of their nation, in order that their sanctuary and the law might be preserved. And they brought great glory to their nation. Jonathan rallied the nation, became their high priest, and was gathered to his people. When their enemies decided to invade their country and lay hands on their sanctuary, then Simon rose up and fought for his nation. He spent great sums of his own money. He armed the soldiers of his nation and paid them wages. He fortified the towns of Judea, and Bethzur on the borders of Judea, where formerly the arms of the enemy had been stored, and he placed there a garrison of Jews. He also fortified Joppa, which is by the sea, and Gazara, which is on the borders of Azotus, where the enemy formerly lived. He settled Jews there, and provided in those towns whatever was necessary for their restoration. The people saw Simon's faithfulness and the glory that he had resolved to win for his nation, and they made him their leader and high priest, because he had done all these things, and because of the justice and loyalty that he had maintained toward his nation. He sought in every way to exalt his people. In his days things prospered in his hands, so that the Gentiles were put out of the country, as were also those in the city of David in Jerusalem, who had built themselves a citadel from which they used to sally forth and defile the environs of the sanctuary, doing great damage to its purity. He settled Jews in it, and fortified it for the safety of, their, of the country and of the city, and built the walls of Jerusalem higher. <clears throat> in view of these things, King Demetrius confirmed him in the high priesthood, and made him one of his friends, and paid him high honors. For he had heard that the Jews were addressed by the Romans as friends and allies and brothers, and that the Romans had received the envoys of Simon with honor. The Jews and their priests have resolved that Simon should be their leader and high priest forever, 
until a trustworthy prophet should arise, and that he should be governor over them, and that he should take charge of the sanctuary, and appoint officials over its tasks, and over the country, and the weapons, and the strongholds, and that he should take charge of the sanctuary, and that he should be obeyed by all, and that all contracts in the country should be written in his name, and that he should be clothed in purple and wear gold. None of the people or priests shall be permitted to nullify any of these decisions, or to oppose what he says, or to convene an assembly in the country without his permission, or to be clothed in purple or put on a gold buckle. Whoever acts contrary to these decisions or rejects any of them shall be liable to punishment. All the people agreed to grant Simon the right to act in accordance with these decisions. So Simon accepted and agreed to be high priest, to be commander and ethnarch of the Jews and priests, and to be protector of them all. And they gave orders to inscribe this decree on bronze tablets, to put them up in a conspicuous place in the precincts of the sanctuary, and to deposit copies of them in the treasury, so that Simon and his sons might have them. Here ends the reading. Let us say together the Magnificat, the Song of Mary from Luke's Gospel. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he that is mighty has magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him throughout all generations. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones, and has exalted the humble and meek. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, has helped his servant Israel, as he promised to our fathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The second lesson is a reading from the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark. Beginning with the second chapter, in the 23rd verse. <clears throat> One Sabbath he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, have you never read what David did when he was in need and was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God in the time of Abiathar the high priest and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priests to eat, and also gave it to those who were with him? And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Again he entered the synagogue, and a man was there with a withered hand. And they watched Jesus to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, 
so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man with the withered hand, Come here. And he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. And he looked around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against him, how to destroy him. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great crowd followed, from Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and Idumea, and from beyond the Jordan and from around Tyre and Sidon. When the great crowd heard all that he was doing, they came to him. And he told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, lest they crush him. For he had healed many, so that all who had diseases pressed around him to touch him. And whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God! And he strictly ordered them not to make him known. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's say together the Nunc Dimittis, the Song of Simeon from Luke's Gospel. <clears throat> Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of your people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> Let us proclaim our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The response for this next set of suffrages is, We entreat you, O Lord. <clears throat> that this evening may be holy, good, and peaceful. We entreat you, O Lord. That your holy angels may lead us in paths of peace and goodwill. We entreat you, O Lord. That we may be pardoned and forgiven for our sins and offenses. We entreat you, O Lord. That there may be peace in your church and in the whole world. We entreat you, O Lord, that we may depart this life in your faith and fear and not be condemned before the great judgment seat of Christ. We entreat you, O Lord, that we may be bound together by your Holy Spirit in the communion of Luke and all your saints, entrusting one another and all our life to Christ. We entreat you, O Lord. the collect of the day for this feast day of St. Luke the Evangelist. Let us pray. Almighty God, you called your servant Luke to be an evangelist and physician of the soul. Grant that by the wholesome medicine of the doctrine he taught, all the diseases of our souls may be healed. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Collect of the Day for this Wednesday after the 20th Sunday after Pentecost. Let us pray. O God, our refuge and strength, true source of all godliness, graciously hear the devout prayers of your church, and grant that those things which we ask faithfully we may obtain effectually, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A Collect for Protection Let us pray. O God, the life of all who live, the light of the faithful, the strength of those who labor, and the repose of the dead, we thank you for the blessings of the day that is past, and humbly ask for your protection through the coming night. Bring us in safety to the morning hours, through him who died and rose again for us, your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A prayer for mission. Let us pray. O God and Father of all, let the whole earth also worship you. All nations obey you. All tongues confess and bless you. And men, women, and children everywhere love you and serve you in peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Feel free to pause the podcast at this time to offer your own prayers and petitions to the Lord in your own words. We'll come back together for the general thanksgiving. Okay, let us pray the general thanksgiving together. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, 
We, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time, with one accord, to make our common supplications to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us all evermore. Amen. We'll have a conclude evening prayer for this Wednesday. Uh, again, thank you so much for taking the time to pray with me here on this podcast. I hope it was, a, a uh, again, an edifying, profitable time for you in your relationship with the Lord. Um, if you if it was, if you have any uh, feedback, or questions, or prayer requests, um, you can reach me by email at commonprayer419. Again, that's commonprayer419 altogether at gmail.com you can also reach me on twitter now known as x at common prayer 419 also uh, be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you've not yet done so Um, that way you can be alerted to uh, new episodes that come out Uh, right the schedule is uh, every monday wednesday and friday to have morning prayer and evening prayer uh, morning prayer to come out around 8 a.m., uh, evening prayer around 5 p.m., um, if everything works out the way it's supposed to. Um, but, uh, but yeah, definitely don't uh, make sure that uh, if this is a practice that you'd like to continue with, the, the biggest thing, of course, is just being consistent. And um, that does not, you know, of course, that doesn't mean that, uh, <clears throat> you know, if you miss one, that, oh, just you know, you're a failure, just quit, you know, I mean, the, the, the great thing about this practice is, I mean, you miss a day, you just, you come back to it, and you just pick it right back up, and, you know, you confess your sin, and, you know, or you, uh, you know, you just get right back into, you know, your confession, your adoration, scriptures, and I mean, and you're right back in it, you're, you're right there, so, um, so yeah, this is never anything to be looked on as a, as a um, 
prerequisite for salvation or a, um, something where that if you don't do it, the guy's going to be crazy disappointed in you or anything like that. I mean, just like the uh, just like the reading in the in the gospel. I mean, the Sabbath it it was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Well, the daily office was made for man not the man for daily office so um so yeah uh, never feel any condemnation um in regard to whether or not you get this every day or or anything like that so so that ended up being a bit of a sidebar but uh but in any case we'll go ahead and wrap up for um for this wednesday again this has been common prayer my name is craig kelly Thank you so much for joining me, and uh, God bless you, and I'll see you next time.